This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Um, t- tonight, there'll be a sports rant, but it won't come from me. So yes. I just save it for later. Just we'll save it for later. Uh, but I do want to start with sports and politics. Uh-oh. I think you know where I might be going with this. Actually, I don't, but I'm well, sure I'll figure it you'll out. You'll figure soon. it out. Just play along. Act like you did. Um, we haven't been on the air for a couple of weeks, so some things have happened. Um, let's use the NBA as an example. Oh, yes. And I, I have to bring this up, not because I dislike LeBron, although I kind of do, and not because I dislike Steve Kerr because he played for the Bulls, but I kind of do because he's kind of a hypocrite. And Greg Popovich is just a pompous jerk, in my opinion. <laughs> he's a very good coach, but he's a pompous jerk. He, he is he is a bit of a jerk. He, yes. And Steve Kerr has, has molded himself in the same pompousness. He's just – he looks like a little boy most of the time, uh, to use Trump's yeah. phrase. <laughs> so I want to play a clip from Larry Elder um, bringing some of this up, and then we'll, we're going to – Discuss it. Well, wait. So, so okay. before you play the clip. Well, the so clip will set, tell why. Okay, but so set the scene for those people who are not interested in the NBA or China. Or or Hong Kong. Or, yes, or case Hong Kong, be. correct. So Hong Kong, when it went back to the Chinese in 99, or was it 98? 98, 99, I can't remember. Um, they were said they would hands off. They would be able to be administered by themselves. They would still be part of China. They wouldn't be a separate country, but they would be – allowed to maintain the government they'd had for the last 99 years under British rule. So, And that expires in what? Well, it's basically 30 years, right? Yeah. I think it expires like 2027 or something. China has decided, which, let's be very fair here. Did we expect China to follow the rules? (laughs) I mean, if you really did... I don't know what you were thinking because this is China. They're they do what they want, what's best for them. Communists. Yeah. Now they're, still, they're they're woke communists in well, the sense that they they've discovered the benefits of capitalism. They're capitalists. to a point. Would these be social socialists or democratic socialists or are they still communists? Uh, it's very very difficult to tell. A little more of those icky camps and death yeah. Squads. Oh yeah, a lot more so, of that. So anyway, up until this point. Very recently, this is probably the last two two months, there's been protests in Hong Kong because China has decided that if you're charged with a crime, instead of getting tried in Hong Kong, we're going to get you to the mainland, which I think if you're part of the Hong Kong population, going, mm, that's probably not going to work out well for me. Yeah. So I think I'm not going to want to do that. So there's been protests. Uh, the the police have used uh, dye in the, in the paintballs and the rubber bullets to... Mark people so they can come back and arrest them later. So if they were protesting, hey, you got that die on you. Obviously, you're out protesting. We can take you back to the mainland. So this has all been going on. If you didn't know, the, the NBA plays some preseason games in China. They sell a lot of merchandise in China. Oh. They sell, specifically LeBron James sells a lot of shoes China in China. is the great. Of course, most great, of them are made there, too. Yes, <laughs> to but China fair. is the great new frontier yes. for the NBA. Yes, much like, like, like the NFL wants to. Get Europe involved in football, but it's China a little bit wants, different because well, yeah, because basketball in China. Europe doesn't really care that much about American football. There's a there's small pockets that do. Chinese China is completely gaga over the NBA. I mean, they're it yeah. is basketball is huge. Yes, and and Yao Ming, 
If you don't follow the NBA, Yao Ming was probably the greatest basketball export that China ever had. He played in the NBA for a long time. He was an all-star. He was a very good player, and he played for the Houston Rockets. So the Houston Rockets are one of the most popular and iconic NBA teams in China. Yes. And so the whole – what precipitated all this, and then Chad can play this clip, is the general manager for the Houston Rockets is a guy named Daryl Morey. And he's known for analytics. He's an MIT grad. He's a very smart guy, although he's an idiot because he thinks James Harden <laughs> is a better <laughs> offensive player than Michael Jordan. So never listen to anything that Daryl Morey says. Yeah, but Harden's playing. Jordan isn't. So he's right, got to go whatever. But Daryl Morey had the audacity to fire off a tweet when the NBA was getting ready to do their little basketball outreach and play over there. And essentially, I don't remember exactly, but the tweet said essentially stand with Hong Kong. Okay, yes. it was a uncon- uncontroversial in the sense that it's pro democracy. Stand yes. with the people that want <laughs> democracy. Yes. That's all he said. And that was the whole tweet. That and was the whole image. I don't know what the right. Image and was. then all heck broke loose, and uh-huh. the the Chinese leaders, as is the habit with totalitarians, decided they didn't like that all that much. <laughs> And so Not the NBA, fan. in craven fashion, yes. um, has now spent the last month in a series of capitulations and toadying, and then Adam Silver tried to fix it a little bit, and then we had people like LeBron James and Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, all these great moral leaders and lecturers, Mm. um, and we'll talk about, maybe Larry Elder addresses what they said. Okay, here we go. See, the general manager of the Houston Rockets simply had a tweet that said, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. Well, that prompted the NBA to put out a statement denouncing... Daryl Morey, not China. Here's what the NBA said. We recognize that the views expressed by Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey have deeply offended many of our friends and fans in China, which is regrettable. While Daryl has made it clear that his tweet does not represent the Rockets or the NBA, the values of the league support individuals educating themselves and sharing their views on matters important to them. End of quote. Houston Rocket star James Harden apologized to China. And superstar LeBron James said that the general manager of the Houston Rockets was misinformed. We, we all talk about this freedom of speech. Yes, we all do have freedom of speech. But at times, there are ramifications for the negative that can happen um, when you're not thinking about others. You know, you're only thinking about yourself. So um, I don't believe, uh, I don't want to get into a, a, word, a, a word or sentence uh, feud with Daryl. Um, with Daryl uh, Morey, but I believe he wasn't educated on, on, on the situation at hand, and, um, and he spoke. And uh, so many people uh, could have been harmed, uh, not only financially, but physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, so just be careful what we, what we tweet and we say and what we do, even though, yes, we do have freedom of speech, but there can be uh, a lot of negative that comes with that too. Oh, the phone. I thought this was a league that prided itself on social issues, but this ought not surprise anybody because. So he, he goes on to talk about the out of wedlock. Oh wow! <laughs> issue. So, with there's the so mu- there's so much. This is a target rich environment. Yeah. So I I find it hilarious that LeBron James says there's ramifications to what you do, the spiritual, emotional, whatever. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but the ramifications of what you say has consequences. This is the same guy who said f Trump. He doesn't effing care about anybody but himself. F, F, F. And he said, you have consequences for only thinking about yourself. Wait a minute. That's exactly what you're doing. Well, but wait. But that's, okay. 
to back up, the first thing he said, which <laughs> you should never talk about being misinformed <laughs> if you're kind of misinformed yourself. So when he says Daryl Morey was misinformed, now again, our slavishly toadying media who you know, LeBron is the king. You think someone might have said, um, LeBron, exactly what is he misinformed about? <laughs> because what Daryl Morey was properly informed about <laughs> is that China is a totalitarian communist country that cracks down on dissent, mm -hmm. that still kills people, mm -hmm. that has political prisoners, that right now has over a million Muslims in Actual concentration camps, not the fake kind that we talk about in the United States that are supposedly at our border. No, no. These are real concentration camps where people die mm -hmm. every day. And so Daryl Morey tweets out, let's support the people who are fighting against this. And LeBron, in his infinite geopolitical wisdom, says, well, Mr. Morey is obviously misinformed. And I would have loved to hear LeBron's follow up <laughs> exactly on what topics and someone maybe ask him, LeBron, have you ever heard of a little thing called Tiananmen Square? Not familiar. You know what, you know what happened there? I don't think he was alive. Was then. that the was that the uh, the basketball championship yes. in China? Yes. So yes. and then for him to then go on and say, well, you know, uh, so many you know, we have free speech, but listen, people are upset. Communist dictators are upset by this, <laughs> and people can be emotionally and spiritually harmed. And you shouldn't really think about yourself. Chad, was Daryl Morey think who was thinking about themselves? The guy that tweeted in favor of people who want democracy or the guy that's worried that his sneakers are still going to get made in China? That one. The guy with the sneakers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I liked Steve Kerr's response. Oh, yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Steve. Steve, I don't really have a comment. I need to talk to my brother-in-law who teaches Asian studies. He can tell me more about this because I don't really know enough about right. this. See, listen, really. this, that was amazing. That's, so I actually am a Steve Kerr guy. In I mean, he played for the Bulls. He's a great player. He's a very thoughtful guy. He's, a, he's turned out to be a great coach, although you know, he's got great players. But, but here's the thing. If you are going to decide, and this is they're perfectly entitled to do this. Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, LeBron James. You know, the NBA is our wokest professional league. And so, as you pointed out, they are constantly injecting themselves into politics. They all hate Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, they all – the NBA as an organization decided to yank the All-Star game from North Carolina <laughs> because it was so outraged over the transgendered bathroom fake controversy. And guess what? The NBA can do whatever it wants, and Steve Kerr can pontificate about the evils of Donald Trump and spout all the progressive pieties that he wants to. But here's the deal, Steve. If you're now going to claim that you need further research to understand <laughs> the nuanced and complex situation that's going on in China, I mean, come on, man. You, you have no further credibility at all. What he should have said was, well, absolutely. That's a no-brainer. In fact, Steve Kerr's father was actually assassinated by uh -huh. terrorists. Uh -huh. This is a guy that is familiar with geopolitics and tragedy and sort of the use of force for political ends. And to have him actually say 
I well, I just have to talk to my brother-in-law who who knows about this. <laughs> you don't know about this, Steve? But you know more about American this politics a, somehow. Right. And then his other comment, which was even more despicable and cowardly, is he said, well, you know, um, I don't ask people, uh, you know, in, in a, you know, they haven't asked me about our AR-15 problem in America. And so, so, Steve, let me get this straight. You're now drawing a moral equivalence between mm-hmm. the civil rights and the condition of our society in a free country that has, yes, unfortunately, a number of wicked, evil madmen who occasionally murder people and a government that actually suppresses its people, that advocates political terrorism, that assassinates dissenters, and you're going to take the position that we really are on equal footing? Mm. Good grief. Yeah. I don't remember what Popovich said, but it was just as mealy-mouthed as everybody else. I can't remember the exact words, but it was just – I get tired of the ability to criticize here – and the inability to make any kind of distinction when money is involved and cash speaks louder. I, it just it bothers me immensely. And LeBron James, as if you didn't know, is a huge hypocrite. He's oh, a huge well, of hypocrite. Of course he is. So why are we talking about him like he's some moral paragon? Well, again, I would Great stipulate. Player. And he, and you know what? I would stipulate that. In terms of how he's conducted his life, he's been a great role model. Like he's he's a good family man. He hasn't you know he's never been in a lick of trouble with the law. All of that. So I have no problem with people saying, look, LeBron has conducted himself for the duration of his career. And remember, this is a guy that came to the NBA right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So he's been exemplary. Mm-hmm. Now I don't agree with his politics, but that's fine. But the point is. You can't pick and choose. So here's the thing, because a lot of the pushback is, you know, well, these are just basketball players. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) You've actually decided you're not just a basketball player. You're now a social justice warrior. You're a political activist. You are weighing in all the time on social media about Donald Trump and all of your political positions. And so if you are now going to be beyond a basketball player and you can't make the easiest call in history, which is, you know what? I side with the guy that supports democracy, right? That's not that hard, is it? If you can't make that moral call, then really you should shut up and dribble. Because I don't want to hear anymore that, oh, no, 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 it's unfair to LeBron. And it's unfair to Steve (laughs) Kerr. And it's unfair to Greg Popovich. Because they are just basketball coaches and players. Mm -hmm. No, no. You've decided that you've moved beyond that. You're far more important. You're far more influential. And everyone needs to hear your moral wisdom on all of the issues of the day. This and, is similar to what we saw with the comedians in late night TV. They they were comedians when it was suit their purposes. Yes. Then they were social justice warriors when it suits their right. purposes. Right. That's the John Stewart method: yeah. clown ma- clown mask on, clown mask off. Meaning, the minute that you call him on his screeds, you know, his making all of these political. I'm just a comedian. Sure. Right. But you've just been making a whole bunch of political arguments, denouncing your political enemies. Oh, but we're not allowed to take you seriously. No, that'd be too easy. Here's the other point, though. You, you, you brought it out, the hypocrisy about when it hits their wallet, mm-hmm. they're silenced. But you know what? I think it's even worse than that because the NBA already made a conscious decision to alienate a large number of its American customer base, its fans, by staking out these very – progressive political positions. For instance, they had no problem alienating half of their fans in Charlotte, North Carolina, or across the country by supporting all of these progressive causes because, Mm -hmm. guess what? Conservatives, in fact, probably 
are more representative of sports fans in this country than liberals. Conservatives tend to be, particularly the NFL, maybe the NBA skews a little bit differently. But the, my point Slightly. is they didn't give a rip about what the economic consequences would be to them for staking out all of these positions on LGBT rights. Mm-hmm. You know, our fans, who cares what they happen to think? They disagree with us. They're mouth breathers. And we'll take the hit. And by the way, what are they objecting to? Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr are constantly upset about Donald Trump just tweeted another outrage. <laughs> you have a chance now to actually speak out against not tweeting, but people who are being politically terrorized, mm-hmm. right? There isn't a democracy that functions there. No. They have a puppet guy who's in charge in Hong Kong who reports directly to the, of course he does, yeah. to the Chinese dictators. There are political prisoners and they're assassinated and you can't muster the courage to talk about that, but you're going to continue to harangue us with your incessant garment rending about Donald Trump. So again, my reaction is we know that you really don't have anything meaningful or sincere to say about this. You like getting plaudits in your social circles and on Twitter, but when it comes down to it, you're fundamentally full of it when it comes to your social justice because when it counts and there's a cost to you, you have nothing to say. So they're not truly social justice warriors. They're trying to create a brand to make money. And my feeling is LeBron did what he needed to do to maintain his standing for Nike in China. He didn't care about what was right or wrong. He cared about making and a buck And I would have had him. more respect for LeBron and Adam Silver if they had simply said that. Listen, yeah. there's billions of dollars at stake here. Yeah. So we're just not going to comment. Well, they assume you're stupid and you won't figure that out. You're, oh, well, maybe he really has a, a thoughtful opinion. How about, again, LeBron, how about the other thing that made it worse for LeBron is he had about a week to yeah. think about this. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's, what what he came, up. that's what he came up with. And how about <laughs> his circle of advisors saying, you know what, LeBron, you're going to get asked about this. And what you should say is no comment. Yes. No comment. I have nothing to say because I'm not informed. Yes. And I'm not going to get into this. But no, no. He, he had to come out and... What do you think about the report that China asked Adam Silver to discipline and fire Daryl Morey? Oh, I'm sure they did. And what... Would you have laughed in their face? Would you have kowtowed well, and again, said... Uh, what, what Adam Silver should have done is the minute that China... And here's the thing. Twitter is illegal. It's banned in I China. Know. So the <laughs> idea that there's all of these tormented... And here's the thing. We have to distinguish between the Chinese government and the Chinese people. I'm sure there's a lot of people who live in China who support the people in Hong Kong. They never dare to say that because if you say that in China, goodbye. You're you're at the work camp or worse. (laughs) So all that Adam Silver had to do, the minute that they decided we're going to try to throw our weight around and make make it clear, China was essentially saying you're going to do our bidding. And the NBA – did exactly that. And what Adam Silver should have said is, you know what? We recognize that you're a fertile prospect. You represent, we're done with you. You think that you can threaten one of our executives and demand that we silence him or guess what? We don't live in your country and we're not subject to your laws or your non laws, your, your edicts, right? We're done. We're pulling all the games from China. We're out. And here's the thing. China would have blinked. They don't have any leverage here. How long do you think that would have gone on? Uh, Not very long. And and how many Yao Mings are there? There was one. That was it. In other words, (laughs) the backlash against the Chinese rulers would have been, this is ridiculous. And they would have relented. But, of course, all you do is you enable a bully when Mm -hmm. they see, oh, 
Oh, you'll back down? Okay. I just have to say jump, jump. and then you'll say how high, Adam well, Silver. Did you see that Winnie the Pooh has now been banned from China because <laughs> somebody outside of China likened the leader of China, uh, Ping, to Winnie the Pooh? Now, I've never seen right. him with a honeypot, so I don't know I that don't there's know. a comparison I, The resemblance there. is apparently uncanny. you said it right there. The people would not know this because they have no access to those memes. They might have access to Winnie the Pooh, but they don't have access to YouTube or Twitter or any other social media. So I'm not really sure what they're – you can't ban it the rest of the world, so I'm not really sure what you're doing. Perhaps okay, great. the only temporary uh, saving grace of all of this is that these guys have now been so publicly shamed that maybe they will muzzle themselves for, what, six months on their social justice and crusading? Impeachment's still out there. You'll, you'll right. But, away. I mean, because I think Popovich and Kerr do realize, yeah, we look ridiculous right now. So maybe we're not going to do it. But you know what? I don't think either of them care. So here's my question. Somebody brought this up. They said, which is worse, the kneeling in the NFL national anthem from two years ago, three years ago now, or the China thing? Oh, China's way worse. But why is it worse? Why is it worse? Because at least the people who are kneeling, I, I mean, I think they're completely misguided. Mm -hmm. They're taking a political position okay. and they're saying, this is what I believe. Now, I think it's clearly disrespectful what they're doing. And mm -hmm. we can talk about legally, you know, in terms of you don't get to do this on your private employer's right, dime. But right. nevertheless, I don't really have an issue with an individual saying, I think the government is corrupt. I think my my governor uh, <laughs> is a slave master, right? Yes. If you want to take these absurd positions and put yourself out there, this is far worse because number one, those were individuals that were doing that. This is an entire league, mm -hmm. a huge multi-billion dollar corporation that mm -hmm. exists in the United States. And all it took was China and the dollar signs to force them to Kneel and kiss the signet ring. It's a really bad, it's a bad really look. bad precedent. It's a very bad look for the NBA. And so. by the way, it's already Apple does the same thing. Yes. Right. All yes. of these, all of these companies. They're, they're all tempted by that dollar. They're all tempted by. Well, they're not tempted. Well, They've they're, already given in to the temptation. This, uh, there's money there. We can get it. We, we will not be corrupted by it. We can get it. But they're all corrupted by it. You're always corrupted by corruption. You, you, you can't say say clean like if you go pick pick something out of the dirt and you're wearing white clothes you're going to get dirty you and can't look, not be dirty and, and listen this exists on both sides so donald sure. trump to, but but here's the larger point that what makes it worse is that you are presenting yourself as this morally superior voice on all of these so-called human rights issues. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it worse. It would be one thing if you were completely politically neutral, had never ventured into that world, and you know what? People could still look at you and say, you're making a really bad decision mm -hmm. in making money in that area of the world with that country knowing what you know. But it's worse because they come here and lecture American citizens and call them all sorts of terrible things for supporting the Kaiser, the orange Hitler, and yet the minute that it's going to cost you or mm -hmm. that there's going to be some pain involved, financial pain, you're done. So it's a one-way ratchet, as usual. The sure. only thing that they're actually socially woke about are the things that 
don't hit their wallets mm-hmm. and go standard along progressive ideological worldview, right? They're not going to support. Again, we've said this before. If Colin Kaepernick had started his much lauded kneeling <laughs> as a protest against abortion in America, he would have been run out of town on a rail. He would not have a Nike ad campaign. He would not be hailed in all of the progressive quarters as this great champion. No, he would have been a retrograde, mouth-breathing, self-hating pawn of the white nationalists or whatever, however else they would have postured him. Yeah, I agree. So it's only one way that this even counts for them. So, so if it's only one way, then it really isn't any way. It's only about money. I say what I'm going to say because it might, money. I might agree with it. But if, if money got in the way... I probably wouldn't say that. But it's also only about a particular ideology. Sure. They don't really champion people who stand up for social justice. They champion people who politically agree with them, Mm -hmm. and then they love that. Give them the megaphone. Yes, give me all that. When Michael Jordan says Republicans buy sneakers too, boo, hiss, we don't want to hear from you. (laughs) That's the wrong attitude. Yeah, well, that's, that's not how life works, unfortunately, for them. Let's move a little bit further into politics. Um, Tulsi Gabbard. Got a a gift from Hillary Clinton when she <laughs> Hillary for reasons I do not understand went after Tulsi Gabbard. Now, if you look at the polls, what's she rating two percent? Yes, maybe. Is she she's slightly above Beto? Yeah, which is not much to beat because Beto is woke and crazy. She goes after Tulsi Gabbard and goes as far as to say that she might be an agent of the Russians <laughs> with no proof whatsoever. But well, I'm sure the Steele dossier is being compiled yeah. as we speak on Tulsi Gabbard. Should she present the issue uh, or need to be taken out? An agent of the Russians is this woman insane? No, she might be. I mean, it's. I mean, we hear all the time that Donald <laughs> Trump is insane, right? He's he's crazy. She. I really think that this loss. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I don't. I don't think she's a great candidate for no, the party, and I don't. I wouldn't want her as president. But I think no, she's a nice lady. I, I really think that this loss did, in fact, I think, fundamentally send Hillary round the bend to wow. the land of no return. Wow. It just doesn't make sense. I mean, because she also still still tweets things, at least insinuating or suggesting, you know, she might still, she might get back in the ring. Sure. Uh, to, 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 as she's put it, to win the, I can win the election again. Yes. So yes. she, I think she does exist in a perpetual Chardonnay Hayes fantasy land <laughs> where she has somehow convinced herself that, you know, she was done wrong. The evil yeah. Russians, Boris and Natasha, kept her from being president. And now everyone, everyone is in on it. But why not go after Biden? Biden's actually worthy of going after. Why Ga- Gabbard? I don't understand Well, because at all. I think Gabbard has said some things. Or Elizabeth that, Warren. Go after Elizabeth Warren. Well, well but. But Elizabeth Warren is essentially Hillary part du. Yes, well, but Gabbard, it's like going after, hey, I'm going to kick the, the garbage man because well, I, I for, feel bad today. No, but today. I forget, though, because she was, Hillary was angry about something very specific. Yeah, what she said, exactly. So there was some, what Hillary perceived to be a, an attack on her brand, such as it is. <laughs> and yeah, and that comes out. Yeah, it, that's just bizarre. And, and again, do you think there's anyone... Any of our intrepid no. leading lights in the media that <laughs> oh. would have even tweeted back at her no. um, or to her campaign manager or to her publicist or whoever she has, her the orderlies that transport her around in the Scooby van and said, <laughs> are you 
Are you serious? What? What? What did you just say? <laughs> and what is it that causes you to think that Tulsi Gabbard is a Russian agent? Is that in the dossier? Is that in one of the footnotes of the dossier? <laughs> she wasn't have you part gotten of a, it. Have you gotten a preview of the of the second bound volume I, of the dossier? I, just. I don't know. Is she colored with crayons? It doesn't make any sense. Right. It makes no sense. I just had to no, throw it, that out there because so, I didn't. It's something that a kooky person says. Someone that has lost their faculties. This was the nominee three years ago? And this it is what she's saying? And this is the solution, the answer to the incredible mystery. How did she lose? <laughs> this is how. Because <laughs> she's Hillary. So that being all said actually there was a really funny uh if, if you don't if, if listeners uh want to laugh the babylon b is, is a superb <laughs> in fact i really need to like send them some stuff because i i should write for them but um they're a satire site mm-hmm. and as glenn reynolds says it's we're living in times that have now made the babylon b the the newspaper of record <laughs> because you can't satirize the the moment we're in but i saw one of their recent headlines was um DNA test, essentially, DNA test proves Hillary is only half reptile. <laughs> we had another one today that said the aides take her back and forth to her padded uh, um, oval office. Right. She said, said. And then the article was sort of like, you know, Hillary coming out and touting the fact that this study is now empirically demonstrated that she is only half of a reptilian race of aliens that want to enslave the world and take our water so supply. So she was the leader of V. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> if you don't know that reference, I'm sorry for you. That's, that was a good, good reference. Impeachment, or such as... Do we even need to talk about well, this? Well, I, I want to talk about... you know what? To be honest, I am literally not even paying attention. Like, I, I, I haven't even read anything about it for the last two weeks because it's so stupid. Well, I've, I've read our friend who is... He says, I've read the conversation with the Ukrainian president, and there it is. And I go, where? He goes, right, right there. You just look. It's right there. You can see it. I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. Where's the, where's the quid or the pro or the quo? It's really, could you investigate tampering with the server from the DNC that somehow ends up in the Ukraine. That's what he asked to do. Okay. Look, Isn't that what we're supposed to do with the Mueller still, investigation? They still haven't taken a vote. They're not going to take it, a they vote. They know it's a farce. It's a joke. Adam Schiff was almost censored. Well, almost. 218 to 185. He was uh, Right. We, I think today. we even talked about this. Adam Schiff, you know. Made up a call. Inspector Schiff. He has the goods. He makes up every word of the conversation. But the fact that there was a... a, a vote today on censure of Adam Schiff, who's supposed to be leading the charge for the House, that that doesn't sound good to me, really. You shouldn't be under censure, or at least proceed to be under censure, if you're going to be leading the charge well, on impeachment. But no, even really? worse, it's not about the censure. We now know that his office had previous communications yes. with the whistleblower. Yeah, but he said he didn't. Oh, he didn't I personally. Didn't First of all, I think me that's per- a lie. But it doesn't even matter. So now the person that's going to be the head fact finder of the investigation into impeachment, we know that he is his office up to and including him, and I'm sure that it did, yes. colluded with, meaning got together with the whistleblower to figure out how to best put together a complaint against the subject of the investigation. Yeah. And what universe... And the whistleblower was still secondhand. And he can sit there and all the Democrats with this... Oh, yes, yeah, that, that's fine. There's no, no problem there. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even pay attention to it. And I don't think most Americans, other than those who have the CNN implant, um, they're, not, they're not paying attention to this. They just don't care. 78% of college students believe he should be impeached. Well, of course they do. I'm like, okay. 98% of college students think they're living in a dystopia and they're oppressed (laughs) and they need therapy puppies. I mean, uh, yes, they believe all of these things. And that's, that's all very true. That's all completely true.
They believe that the world is going to be over in eight, seven, four, 19 minutes because we haven't retrofit all of the factories in America to scrub the air. Well, AOC did support is, is backing Bernie Sanders. And Sanders said if he wins, she's going to have a place in his government. That's good. I don't know what place it is. Maybe it's out front. Oh, so head of the yeah head of the ministry of, of yeah, uh, re-education. Yeah. So I, I just I bring it up because I want people to understand how stupid this is. Now, I'm not saying Trump has acted above board. And I think Rudy Giuliani being involved as the president's personal attorney we, again, is a little suspicious. Yes, we've to said me, all this. And I think Donald Trump, in his narcissistic way, Donald Trump conflates his interests with the interests of the country. And Donald, yes. those are not... Not Always or even frequently the same thing. Probably Donald not. doesn't really get that. So no. I'm perfectly fine. If you think that the call was inappropriate, if you think that there was kind of a, you know, mafia style, uh, nice little uh, business here, it'd be a shame if you didn't investigate that prosecutor for me. That's fine. There's nothing on the record that is even close. And by the way, I even agree with this. It's a purely political question. Mm -hmm. If there's enough members of the House, and there are, because they're are. all insane yeah. with Trump derangement <laughs> that decide that 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 what he did there on that phone call that Adam Schiff had to completely make up the contents of constitutes high crimes and misdemeanors have at it pass your stupid scrolls of impeachment let them ring forth over the Capitol let what's her name uh, who's uh, Sheila Jackson oh, Lee geez. or no no who's the other one that's been leading oh. the charge right let them <laughs> let them read them forth to the public, and then see what happens. Sheila Jackson and Lee just goes in. That's the reason. Well, that's the reason that they won't do it yes. because it's these half measures because they're worried about the political fallout. They don't even have the stones to go through with it. Do it. Well, they don't. I think they want to keep him under the cloud of suspicion. They don't want to be able to say, "See, I was I was acquitted in the Senate. You didn't get it." You, you no, took your shot and you didn't but, get it. They want to have this but linger as long as possible. Does it, that is, that's not going to help them at all. No. I read somewhere somebody thinks that Trump has shredded the Constitution. Maxine Waters. That's who that's, I was Yes, Maxine Waters. Shredded the Constitution because he continues to allow foreign dignitaries to stay in his hotels overseas. Yeah. What, what part of that is shredding the Constitution again? It's all shredding. Everything is shredding. I don't remember about foreign hotels in the Constitution. The Constitution is now a nanoparticle. Is that the emoluments thing? Right. Emoluments, oh, 25th please. Amendment. Yeah, okay. Fast food in the White House. It's all, <laughs> it's all. cats and dogs living together. It's, it is a, uh, it's a hellscape, Chad. We, okay. I don't even know how we're broadcasting right now. Well, we might not be. It might be off the air and we don't even know it. So you wanted to get into some sports. I want to bring up a sports thing that ties to you. And it also ties back to Colin Kaepernick. So I read two weeks ago, Colin Kaepernick, he's still training. It's been three years since he's played, and, and even the 49ers didn't want him on the team. But he, right. he's still training. The Steelers started what equated to a fourth-string quarterback, rookie quarterback, against your Chargers. And, and who beat them, of course. And, and he beat the Chargers. Yes. But, so everyone was saying, well, he's a third-string quarterback. No, 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 no. He didn't, even, he didn't even make the practice squad. They brought him onto the practice squad. After they get rid of Josh Dobbs to go to Jacksonville, that would make him the fourth string quarterback who they promoted because Mason Rudolph decided he wanted to bang the ground with his head a few times by the against the Ravens. A fourth string quarterback was a better option than Colin Kaepernick. Just put that through your head for a second. Well, and he didn't do badly. Okay, he didn't but remember, do great, but he didn't remember do badly. the point. 
If you want to argue that Colin Kaepernick, even now after having not played for three years, and let's not forget, he was on the decline. Sure. Okay, he he had a great season when the 49ers went to the Super Bowl under Jim Harbaugh. Oh, boy, how Jim Harbaugh has fallen. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about and that. After that, successive seasons, he was not nearly as good. He was okay the following season, but right. not great. Not right. as great. So the point is, is that even at, the, at his so-called peak when he stopped playing, he was the, – the trend lines were not good for him. All right, mm-hmm. but now he hasn't played for three years. If you want to argue that he still has a skill set – that would make him a viable backup on a lot of teams, that's fine. I'm not necessarily sure that he does, but I'll accept that. But here's the point. That's not why he doesn't have a job. (laughs) He sued the people who he wants to employ him. But you're saying he's being blackballed because he sued his employers. Yeah, guess what? That's permitted. Mm. That's like me suing my firm and saying, I demand to still be a partner here. (laughs) It doesn't work that way, Colin. You decided that you were all in with political activism. Good for you. Wear your cops or pig socks. Donate your 25000 to the Asata Shakur Foundation for cop killers. Mm-hmm. Have your fiancé or girlfriend or whoever she is call the owner of the team that you wanted to get a job with, a plantation owner, and see how that works for you. So I, have no, I don't even understand this argument that, well, he's good enough to play. <laughs> He has made himself radioactive. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yes, but he's being blackballed. <laughs> I would I would contend with you as well. He's not good enough to play. The four-string option, I think, would have pl- played better, won the game, didn't do that many yards, but won the game, and I don't know that Colin Kaepernick could have done that. And it's a business, and Colin Kaepernick <laughs> alienates a vast majority of the paying customers, why would a rational business person decide to bring that individual who isn't good enough to start, who will not win them a Super Bowl, let's have that cancerous presence on our team just to siphon more goodwill away from the organization. That sounds like a good idea. Well, the NFL ratings have gone up since they stopped televising the national anthem. The ratings hmm. have gone Do you up. think that's correlation or causation, Chad? Mm, that's a good Either question. way. Either way. Probably might be something to that. Yes. Don't broadcast it. You don't have to see it. So you wanted to talk about. I don't <laughs> want to talk. I want to rant. I want to have a tirade. I'm not sure what happened. What's the, what's the you big know, deal? Oh, no, I am very what's, sure what What's happened. a big deal? I don't okay. understand. So this is going to be a five-minute public service <laughs> announcement um, by uh, a Chargers, a long-suffering Chargers fan. And for those of you who don't follow the Chargers, and thank goodness you don't, because otherwise you've avoided a lifetime of suffering. Um, The Chargers have become known in recent years as the team that finds the most mind-boggling Twilight Zone ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. And they did it again. They did it again. Now, they also are known as the team that has the injury curse. Mm -hmm. Every year they have a roster that looks promising, and by the first week, it's like the Black Plague has descended, and everyone is on the injury curse. But Melvin Gordon's back. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a minute. So uh, the Chargers, who were by many pundits predicted going into the season, and again, assuming a healthy roster, (laughs) that never happens, to be legitimate, if not Super Bowl contenders, AFC championship contenders, they were stacked. Now, what these people, these experts tended to ignore was that they have one of the worst offensive lines in the league, and that's very bad for a football team. But nevertheless, they were loaded on both sides of the ball. Well, of course, they've dropped like flies. I think they have a combined 
10 starters on both sides of the ball who were injured, and they're now 2-5. and five. But their latest loss was quintessential chargerism. They're playing the Titans. They fall behind. It gets close at the end, and so they're trailing by a mere three points as the game winds down. Phillip Rivers drives them 75 yards, and they score the winning touchdown. That's what it's called on the field. He throws a 41-yard strike to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler at the goal line. Touchdown on the field. Mm-hmm. It's under review. Of course it is. It's under review. Now, they all are. They now, Chad, all are. Chad, this is what is perplexing me because every time I try to understand the NFL's Byzantine rules about mm-hmm. how this works, now, you tell me where I'm going wrong here. Mm-hmm. My understanding under the current regime is that when a play is called a touchdown on the field, the only way that can be reversed is with clear and convincing video evidence that it was not a touchdown. Did I get that correct? Irrefutable proof that is now not a touchdown. Right. And so in this game... I'll give you the example. Uh, I was watching another game Saturday night. It was a college game. But the announcer said the way reversals were explained to me was if you went to a bar in the hometown of this team and everybody had two beers and the opposing team scored, you would be able to tell with two beers in you that it was definitely not a touchdown. Okay, right. So So in other words, basically, you better have the goods on video to overturn a call on the field or it's going to stand. Because if we can't tell, it stays a touchdown. Mm -hmm. There was no video evidence that I could see that would allow anyone to figure out whether he had actually crossed the goal line or not. And maybe it was a bad call initially, but you know what? They reversed it anyway. No explanation for that. So, okay, did. fine. They reversed it. But you know what? It's all good. It's all good because the Chargers are on the one-yard line. They're on the one-yard line. What could possibly go wrong? So, of course, Anthony Lynn, the coach, in his infinite wisdom, he really likes running backs, including running backs like Melvin Gordon, who have held out for half the season. And now he's shoving him into the line. Play after play, Melvin Gordon over the last three weeks is averaging 2.3 yards per carry. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't follow football, that's not good. He's not going to get that big money. So Melvin Gordon, for whatever reason, because he has incriminating photographs of Anthony Lynn or something, they smash him behind, oh, by the way, behind the worst, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. He somehow manages to get across the goal line because guess what? The referees call Another touchdown on the field. Yay, the Chargers have somehow managed to win again. Groundhog Day, we go up to New York at the Star Chamber with the the College of Cardinals, whoever these people are that are reviewing this, and I look at all the camera angles. I can't tell. No one can tell. You can't even see where the ball is. It's a pile of bodies reversed again. Just to make sure. We really want to make sure. That they've scored. I would love to have heard, what is the video? Where is the snippet of video that shows the clear and convincing there no touchdown? But just, I don't think they should have scored. That's the, I think that's right. what they're saying. So, and exactly, I think that's what they were saying. Is that, listen, it's the Chargers. They can't be allowed to win because they always gag it away. And in complete Chargers fashion. So now Anthony Lynn, by the way, there's 39 seconds left in the game. They have no timeouts. So we're going to run it again with Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. for the third attempt. And of course... What happens as it must happen? Melvin Gordon fumbles. The Titans recover, and so the Chargers lose. They can't even kick a tying field goal. No, no. It's ashes and sorrow Makes for sense. all eternity. Makes sense. Now, See, I know what happened. You don't realize this because you weren't thinking clearly. Who's the coach of the Tennessee Titans? Um, isn't it Mike Vrabel? Yes, and 
where did Mike Vrabel pay, play we had most success? Um, I don't know. New England. So you, what? This is all a Belichickian plot? Of course it is. We've got to reward all of Belichick's tr- no, family no, no, no. tree. No, no. See, Josh Daniels thing. gacked it up. We couldn't give him Romeo Cornell and uh, Charlie Weiss. They, they couldn't get it done. So Bill O'Brien is just not making it happen in Texas. We've got to get somebody from the tree. No, because here's the thing. The Chargers are simply predestined to have okay. this happen. And I've decided that my favorite player, the reason I follow the Chargers, Philip Rivers, he, for whatever reason, has been singled out sort of for Job-like torment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's inexplicable. I want him to escape. It's never going to happen because he has nine kids and – Gets two more, he can have his own team. Um, right. But he's not going to leave the Chargers because that's that's how he rolls. He's going to finish out he's his contract. He's already commuting two hours uh, Yeah, work, but I mean so. what he needs to do, for instance, I've said this because I was going through this fantasy in my mind of what are the teams that Philip Rivers could escape to for the last two years of his career because he's probably going to play for two more years and, and try to win a Super Bowl to escape this quagmire. The Patriots. No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> the perfect team for him right now would be perfect Chicago Bears. Ooh. Mitch Trubisky, clearly that experiment is not working. Mm-hmm. The Bears have a championship-level defense. Phillip Rivers would make that team an immediate Super Bowl contender. He's pr- Plus, his entire personality, his daggum, I'm a Southern boy warrior mentality, they would love him there. Matt Nagy would, I mean, he would be having just convulsions of happiness. But it's not going to happen because Philip Rivers isn't going anywhere. He's going down with the pathetic Chargers ship. And I'm sorry, but Anthony Lynn, listen, I respect him. Um, He deserves credit for sort of reversing the Mike McCoy uh, miasma. Mm -hmm. But he is overmatched tactically. He doesn't have a clue. And his insistence on continuing to run Melvin Gordon, who's who, by the way, whose market value is dropping like the temperature yep. at Ice Station Zebra, yep. uh, he that was probably the worst holdout in the history of organized sports. You mean he didn't get more money? By no. the time that he's done, and this is also bad for the Chargers because he's worthless to them now. They yeah. can't even get rid of him for money. Can't trade him, yeah. Um, yeah. Melvin Gordon is... If Melvin Gordon is able to play behind an effective run blocking line, look, he's got some talent. He's a tough he's a tough guy. He runs hard, but he has no instincts. He can't find holes. Austin Eckler at this point is a much better player, and it's a travesty that Anthony Lynn apparently doesn't realize this and keep I think Melvin Gordon had 16 carries for 32 yards against the Titans. Which again, you might as well be running backwards. He's he's the offense killer. So this is just, um, I don't know. I should be the point now where this doesn't surprise me. Well, I mean, this is, this is what the Chargers do. This is their fate. This bring, is their football You bring fate. up Melvin Gordon's stock has gone down 2.3 yards per carry. I believe Le'Veon Bell is at 2.3 or less yards per carry. And as we're speaking, the Patriots are kicking the snot yes, out of the but Jets. guess what? Le'Veon Bell already got paid. Well, Le'Veon Bell has his guaranteed money, so he can average negative 2.3 yards per carry. And he very well met. He's got $30 million in guarantees from the Jets. He doesn't care anymore. Yes. Does the Adam Gase experiment end soon, too? Um, I don't know. Who Who's the next coach to get fired? Well... I mean, let's think about that. I mean, they're going to look. The Dolphins are all in for tanking. So Gase is not going to get fired. Before Gase the is end in of the Jets. Year. He's at the Jets. I mean, I mean yeah. Um, no, Gase isn't getting fired. Okay. Because they're, they're, they're Who, Who's the Dolphins' current coach? Jeez, uh, I don't know. Not, not Gase. Whoever. Some 
Some somebody wo- who's not wanting winning games. Some woebegone individual. <laughs> uh, but he, so, who's the next coach to get fired in season? Well, say next coach to get fired. We'll say in season or otherwise. I don't know. Well, I think there's a. Uh, you know what? I think a very good bet potentially. Although I, I hedge on this because the Mara family doesn't like to do this. But I'll tell you what, Pat Shermer, man. I don't think he's going to get fired because that's not how the Giants. Brian Flores is the okay. <laughs> Brian Flores, but again, that poor guy—he's just on the ride along for tanking for Tua. Yeah, just wanted to get something. So I mean, they, who they know also what's had going a, on. A, a ankle surgery yesterday? I know. Well, that was the uh, what do they call it? High the, ankle sprain. You no, know, but the surgery. There's a specific thing oh, where they put know. those strands in that tightens the ankle up. Yeah. This is amazing. He's literally expected to be back in two weeks playing. Yeah. yeah. Well, After a surgery. Yeah. Minor surgery now. So I don't know who gets. I mean, Pat Shermer's on the hot seat in New, in New York. Although Vic Fangio, no, Vic Fangio's not getting fired. And actually, Matt Nagy. No, I don't think Matt Nagy's getting fired. I think what's going to happen with the Bears is their uh, brain trust is going to have to figure out or come to grips with the fact that we're not going to win a Super Bowl with Mitch Trubisky. Matt Tr- Patricia and. No way! No way! The Lions are actually pretty good. Well, they got hosed on Monday night. Yeah, I mean they they got hosed exactly. Screwed on that. They've played. They are. (laughs) They are a pretty good team. Yeah, I don't disagree. So he's not going anywhere. If if by all desserts, but this will never happen because he had a twelve and four season last year. Anthony Lynn, Mm -hmm. if they finish this year, and look, okay, I get it. You've dealt with ridiculous injuries because that's what happens every year. But it's not just about that. His coaching. There's no inventiveness. There's no, no. creativity. No. There's this mulish insistence on sticking with guys like Melvin Gordon. Look, Melvin Gordon should be on the bench. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Take away the name. If you have a back that is producing at that level, he's a failure mm-hmm. right now. And you know what? You I, don't play even, him. I don't even care whether it's, guess what? You're running by a horrible line. That's right. Our line is horrible. We have to put somebody in there that maybe produces a little better. He should be riding the pine. He shouldn't be playing. Agreed. Or maybe use him in, you know, spot duty. He gets five to ten touches a game. Whatever. If necessary. Do you think Mike Tomlin's going to D.C.? Why would Mike Tomlin go to D.C.? I'm not saying why Mike Tomlin would go to D.C. Is Mike Tomlin going to be the coach of the Steelers next year, or is he He will be the coach of the Steelers next year. Okay. Yeah. They like like Mason Rudolph. They do. The Rooney family does not move on from coaches. What is this? He's the third coach in essentially their modern history. Since 69, yeah. Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin, right? Yeah. He's not going anywhere. And to D.C.? That's like the sixth circle of hell. It's almost near the seventh circle. (laughs) (laughs) I think he will not be traded because the Steelers have never traded. It's only happened a handful of times, and John Gruden was the last one. I don't see that happening. He's going like, nowhere. I would like to see them move on from Tomlin. <laughs> I know you would. And I would like to see them move on from the offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator because I think there's no imagination But you would like to see them move on from Ben as well. Yes, I And would. everyone else. Not everyone else. I, I think there's a core nucleus of, of defensive players who I think you could work with with the right coaching. They do not have the right coaching. And their offensive, they showed some flashes of ability to move the ball Against the Chargers because they, they said... Because maybe, the Chargers are terrible. Well, but they also moved the pocket a little bit. They, they put some space in there. They You saw that previously against the Ravens, but it didn't end up working out because uh, Rudolph got hurt. I just think there's not a lot of inventiveness. You talk about Anthony Lynn not being inventive. There's so many run up the middle. Jim Harbaugh being the other example. <laughs> this man... Do you understand? There's right, nine people right here. I forgot. Here. You're a Michigan guy. There's nine Tennessee people in the box. Michigan. How about we run it right up the middle? 
I know you're trying to set them up for something else, but you never actually set them up for anything else. Well, that's a better question to you. Oh. Is is how how is Harbaugh going to last? Because here's what's going to happen. Here's the thing: they're going to lose to Ohio State again. Yeah. So they're, they're probably going to lose to Notre Dame. They next probably week. will. So they're either going to finish the year eight and four or nine and three. They haven't sniffed. No. They haven't sniffed the playoff. They're not even um, close. They haven't beaten Ohio State. His is his fifth year. He beat them the first year. Yeah, sixth year. No, I don't think he did beat them. How did he beat them once? No, he has not beaten Ohio State. Let me, let me check. No, he has not beaten them. It's not been frequent. Let's put it that he way. He has not beaten them. He is he is winless against Ohio State. Hold on. Uh, you can confirm that. I, that is the uh, lead pipe cinch. They have not <laughs> beaten Ohio State in his tenure. Because that would mean that he beat Urban Meyer. Didn't no, he, I think he beat him the year before Urban Meyer was there. I don't think so. See what he says here. You check. Check the Google machine. The, the tension is building. I'm trying to find it here. But in any event, while you try to confirm that he has failed miserably to beat Ohio State, they are usually in the top five recruiting classes every year. So he's yeah. recruited well. They've got, you know, the Nike. Well enough, but I don't think they really have. No, but the thing is, to your point, offensively, they have never been oh and good. Four, you're right. Oh and four, thank you. Um, so he's one and nine. That's the only thing. Games. That's the only thing that matters to to, to Michigan fans. That he can't beat Ohio State. He's one and nine, as you just said, against top ten opponents. They they're not. Look, right now, Ohio State is the clear powerhouse in that conference. And I would say, over the last five years, Michigan is probably the fifth best team. Ohio State. I would put Wisconsin and Penn State. Penn State actually a little bit ahead. I think Penn State is number two. Wisconsin is number three. But then you could go Michigan State. Michigan State or is Iowa been, or, or Iowa. Iowa. That's where that's where Michigan is right now. Yeah. Down with with those teams. Shea Patterson is probably Harbaugh's best quarterback that he's had, and I don't think Shea Patterson's that good. I think Tony Saka. If you go back that far to Penn State, was a better quarterback. John Schaefer was a better quarterback at Penn State. I don't than, think John Schaefer was a better okay. quarterback. But Tony Saka, right before they cut it in the Tony Big Ten. Tony Saka, where did that come it from? Just, it just came to me. But Shea Patterson is serviceable. But if you watch that game Saturday night, they took one pass down the field. They threw the ball deep one time. Penn State, for all their sophomore quarterbacks' issues, they threw the ball down the field a lot well, because actually, they have a speedy receiver. Well, actually, court. I think Clifford is pretty good. I think he's pretty good. He didn't have great stats well, on Saturday. Well, he but he didn't have a great game. He, he had missed four a, touchdowns. Well, first though. of all, he had a huge, you know, Hamler who never drops the ball. Yes. Dropped one, and he missed another bomb mm-hmm. by about a foot. Yes. So, no, he's actually been pretty impressive. I felt that the officiating was bad on both sides on that game. I, I felt like when they reviewed the touchdown that Shea Patterson quarterback sneaked, and it was literally 21 other players on top of yeah. him, and we're reviewing it for what? He was. You pulled him off the ground, and he was over the goal line. What angle did you think you had that was going to show anything different? And it took five minutes to review. I'm like, what do you think you're looking at? The other one, I agree, was a not a touchdown. It was just. A, it wasn't. A, it was an exciting game. My team lost, but I thought they would lose. I did not think they would win that game because I don't think they're that good. I think the better team won. Sadly, yeah. I don't want to tell people out there because I live in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of Penn State fans, but they were the better team, and unfortunately, Harbaugh has not made them better. They are. They are no better than they were when he got there. That's the actually they've me. been going in the opposite direction. Well, that's his mo. I mean, here's here's the, here's the question: They're paying him what ten million a year? Yeah, it's so the, the question is: Look, they're not a, they're not a disaster. Every year they're going to recruit well, and what you're looking at right now is nine and three. They're yeah. a nine and three team, but 
Is that why you're paying a guy Nick Saban no. money to no. go nine and three no. in the Big Ten to to constantly to never win the Big Ten title to be behind Ohio State and Penn State every year and not even get a sniff of <clears throat> not, not even the, the playoff. Forget the playoff. <laughs> talk about playoffs. I mean, we're not we're not even talking about a major bowl game for the most part. It's Capital One Bowl. Who well, cares? that's what I mean, like a, a major New Year's Day traditional bowl. Yeah, it, it's not a. He has not made the program better. He's four years in. He's in his fifth season. He's not made the program better. And the thing about Harbaugh is that he's a guy who wears out his welcome because mm-hmm. he's nuts. Yeah. He did it in My San Francisco. My favorite Harbaugh quote, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but not much. I don't do holidays. I don't do Christmas. I don't do vacations. I'm a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yay. What a delight. That's that sounds, what every student that's says. What sign every, up for that. No, that's what every wife and family wants to hear. Thank you. Dad is a jackhammer. Wow. Wow. Doesn't so, he doesn't really do holidays. So I I do not think Penn State will beat Ohio State. Not based on no. the performance I saw Saturday night. Not, no. not doesn't mean they can't play better. I but. actually think Penn State can give Ohio State a decent game, but Penn State's look, Penn State's defense is for real. They, are. they actually have a very good defense. They are. But I think Ohio State has too many weapons. Um, and particularly on the road. I think Penn State could beat them at Happy Valley. It'd be a close game. I think Ohio State beats them by about two touchdowns um at the shoe. I think even at home they would still beat them. I, I don't think I I think Penn State's defense is good, and they shut out Penn State, Michigan for most of the first half. But that second half showed the limitations. Well, their second sides. half showed their offensive inconsistency. Yeah. When Penn State is playing well on offense, here's, I guess, the way that Penn State has a puncher's chance is they can make big plays. Mm-hmm. Their tight end is really good, and mm-hmm. Hamler and is explosive. Exactly. I mean, he is. So. If they can find a way to get Hamler behind that defense a couple of times and, you know, hit them with a few long plays. You mean, you mean like Michigan who couldn't, couldn't seem to find out where Hamler well, was no, and just let him blow that's past Michigan him. style. You understand that their yeah. defensive coordinator, he basically says, my corners, my second, my corners are on an island. They had a linebacker on him. Right. I mean, that, seriously, that, a linebacker on Their Hamler. gamble is, Michigan's gamble under Brown, and he's he's a good defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. is we're going to get to your quarterback faster than your quarterback can make a read and find a guy streaking down the field for a touchdown. Don't need to make a read when he's wide open. Well, again. That's not a read. That's just a throw. Again, that's a high-risk, you know, high-reward strategy, and a lot of times there's going to be plays that it blows up in their face. But you, you can't put a linebacker on Hamler and expect to keep up with him no. on a 50-yard pass. It's but not going to happen. Remember, they're not expecting him to do that. They're well, they, expecting, they didn't. They're <laughs> expecting the play to be over after the first 15 yards. Yeah, and well, when it's not, you're in trouble. You're screwed, yeah. So I, we'll, we'll see how the season plays out, but I do not expect uh, Michigan. I don't think Harbaugh's there after this year. I think he's... Where's he going? Who cares? He's not going to be there. That's all that matters to me. Going to be an inspirational public speaker? No, I, I don't. I don't really care where he goes. I didn't want him five years ago. And I don't want him now. I don't want him because I don't think he makes the programs better. I think he has a lot of Sturm and Thorm, what a drum, Sturm and Drum, all around him. But he doesn't actually do anything. He doesn't win. You know, we we always want to award these guys victories before they've ever played the game. He didn't. He has never won at any level, college. Pro well, when you say coaching. he's never won, you mean a championship. Wasn't that what you play for? Well, sure. But well, if you haven't won a championship, then what? Well, okay, we but this about? gets back to your like your absolutism on these things because ten million dollars a year—that's a he's better point. Nick Saban money. That's a better point, and he hasn't won anything at any level ever. Because here's the deal: in the last decade, 
Nobody has won anything except for the Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, occasional, what, Les Miles, Jimbo Fisher axis, right? Sure. So, no, I think it's a better point to say you're being paid like a guy, even if you're not going to win, you haven't even gotten there. No. Right? You haven't even sniffed the championship. His His best season was with the 49ers when he took him to the Super Bowl. And then he crapped out in the second half of the power came back on. That was his best ever at any level. He didn't win at Stanford. He didn't win at San Diego State. Win games. Yes, he won games. But he didn't win a, a championship of any kind at any level. I missed the, uh, I missed the speaking of the Niners, this just flashed into my mind, the, uh, the Mike Singletary oh. era. That was tremendous. What was, the, what was the famous, I think it was with Vernon Davis. Yes, it, it was. Can't win with him. What, what was his? Don't want him. Can't win with him. <laughs> Don't want him. Don't want him. <laughs> He's just shaking his head. Now, now there, if if there was a, um, I want you know, a contest for most intense person in history, yeah. Mike Singletary's got to be in the running. You know, he he's got to be on the podium, right? Not, not good coach, but most <laughs> intense. Not good coach. I saw a documentary of him at Football Life, and he's still studying plays like he thinks he's going to be a coach again. I'm like, mm, he he's a, he's a bit of a scary individual. Yeah, but it seems like a nice guy, but. Well, depending on the context, yes, he does seem like personally a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in his in his coach mode, yeah, yeah a little a little frightening. And I'm not saying you you fire everybody because they don't win a championship every year, but ten million dollars a year yeah, no, does not warrant the effort we're seeing. Yeah. It's no, not he's, warrant what we're getting. He's being paid like he's on the level with Dabo. Like there's basically three guys in the sport, really two of them. Urban Meyer would have been the third, sure. right? Sure. When Urban Meyer, you're being paid like Urban Meyer. And Nick Saban and Dabo Sweeney, and you're at the level of, I mean, I'm not even sure, like Mark Richt, and um, yeah, who just had a heart attack yesterday, or whoever. You know, you're or you're today. you're at a uh, well for Division One, he's probably at a five million dollar level or whatever. But well, that's the point. You're that's not good enough. For we're you. we're getting a million dollar level, and we're paying him ten. Now you're not really getting a million dollar level because no. coordinators are getting a million dollars. You're getting three million dollars. Coordinators on good teams are getting a million dollars. No, coordinators on perennial top twenty division one teams are. I mean, Penn State's coordinators. But that's not Michigan. (laughs) uh, They're a perennial top twenty team. I mean, not in the last five years. Yeah, they have been. I mean, seven and four, eight and five. Mm. They're they're a top twenty team. I mean, because this first season weren't they like ten and two? That was their best, and they didn't beat Michigan. Sadly, that's the. I I would think that. For the, for every one of the five years, maybe other than one, they've been inside the top twenty-five. So, Jim Harbaugh's college coaching number is San Diego State, yeah, Sanford, San Michigan, ninety-eight and forty-two. Not oh, too bad. Again, that's three million two and a year. four, two and four in bowl games. So he again, that's three million a year money. He's been successful, but they didn't hire a guy to just be successful. They want Bo. They want the next Bo Schembechler. Yeah. And maybe they're going to get it, and maybe they aren't. You know, he played for the Carolina Panthers in 2001. Uh, I did not remember that. And the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I don't think he got on the field, so it's not really an issue. So, yeah, that his best his best game was getting to the Super Bowl in 2012. That's it. That, I mean, he's Big Ten Most Valuable Player. Didn't actually win anything, but okay. He went to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah. For the uh, glory days, yeah, yeah, they'll whatever. pass you by. Yeah, glory days. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Did you like that little uh, yeah, that was a, little Springsteen lyrics? A little there? boss action there. Somebody will appreciate it, but it's not me. 
Got anything else to add? No, uh, I think we've once again done more than enough. Okay, so if you didn't like sports, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. This, show is a, sports, this is an care. extended torture session yeah, on sports. Just for you, because my team won last yes, week. Yes, I know. So we'll go. All right, thank you. We'll join you next time. I'm Chad. I'm Tony. Good night. This has been a Hannah Tree production.